Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by Andy's Frozen Custard. Kelsey at the 20, 15 to the 10, and into the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City! On your weekday home for Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Mitch Holtis. The ball is out and picked up by the Chiefs! It's on Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton at the 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Your official broadcast partner at the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. What's the run of boot being chased by Chris Jones? He is wrapped up and eaten by Chris Jones. Here's Jay Binkley. And welcome, everybody, the Kansas City Chiefs. Wrap up the AFC West today for the seventh straight time. Only the 2009 to the 2019 New England Patriots have a longer stretch than the Kansas City Chiefs as they beat the Texans 30 to 24 today in Houston. And what a weird game. Jed, I will say this as Jed Marshall is here producing the operation as well. I will say this is a weird game. Chiefs had a season high first downs with 33. Houston had 18. Chiefs outgained them. Get this, 502 yards to 219. They completed 88% of their passes. Mahomes completed 20 straight to end the game. Yet this game was this close. Yet this game went to overtime. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you watch it, and it looked like the defense was giving up everything to the Texans, and you look and say, well, they only had 209 yards or 219 yards. How'd this happen? She said 502. This game is weird. Chiefs coaches after the game said this game is weird. It was 100% weird. It was not a good game for the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a lot of work to be done. I think the guys realized that. It was a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of game for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you go down there, you blow out Houston, and everybody's saying, well, Houston is number one on the clock. They're picking first in the NFL draft. You should destroy them by 20 or 30. I didn't think the Chiefs would cover the 14 points in this game. I just had a feeling that it wouldn't happen. I think win by maybe 13. I didn't realize this game would go to overtime. But a close game, you're sitting here and you have all these questions. We all have all these questions. But they get their 11th win of the year. Only the Philadelphia Eagles, which, by the way, won by five points against the Chicago Bears today. And they're picking number two on the clock. They're a 3-11 football team. I imagine they have some hot takes in Philadelphia about the Philadelphia Eagles today as well. Mahomes might have just grabbed ahead of Jalen Hurts. The odds are going to come out uh, this week about the MVP, and Jalen Hurts passed Mahomes last week. It's I don't I don't think Mahomes can pass him because Jalen Hurts still had over 300 yards passing, but they did have the two picks. No touchdowns throwing, had a good game on the ground running the football, but Mahomes, 88%. I mean, he was simply brilliant today for the Kansas City Chiefs as the offense ranked up, racked up 502 yards. And this offense is the best in the NFL. It's number one in almost every statistical category in offense. But you look at the day and you look at the struggles, the woes, and the turnovers didn't help either. I mean, Carl Sheffer's the referee. Listen, there were some there were some ridiculous calls. You know, the Houston Texans were able to capitalize on one of them. Legereus Sneed, the Chiefs stopped him on third and six. They give this defensive pass interference. It was a complete joke uh, to Legereus Sneed. They get a first down and move forward. There were so many bad calls in this game. It's too good to go through, but the Chiefs hit double digits in penalties this year. With 10, and believe it or not, the Chiefs coming into this game ranked 30th in the NFL. Only two teams in all the NFL had more penalties than the Kansas City Chiefs going into this game where they got 10 penalties. But you could make the argument that the penalties the Chiefs have had have been at very inopportune times. But you see Houston and the way they were hitting. 
And, you know, a lot of times, you know, throwing Chiefs to the ground and doing all that. Like, I want to see the Chiefs start doing this. Like, I want to see the Chiefs kick somebody's ass. They have the capability to do it. You mentioned how good they are and how physical they can be. Do it. I want to see the Chiefs go out and just dominate a team. Is that too much to ask to see them dominate a team? Listen, I'm not complaining. This team, you know, seven straight AFC West titles. You know, the nearest team to them in the AFC West is seven wins with the Chargers. Seven. That's four, which is a Grand Canyon-sized gap in the NFL, obviously, if the Chargers beat the Titans today. They'll have eight wins. But still, they'll be three games behind the Chiefs, which in the National Football League is a huge, huge gap considering all the money AFC West teams spent on free agency trying to catch the Kansas City Chiefs. But again, the Chiefs, it's ugly, but they still get the job done. But they know they need work to do because there's a lot of teams, you play the Bengals, you play the Bills in the postseason, you're not going to be able to get away with some of the things happen tonight. And hopefully Carl Chiffers isn't calling a Chiefs game because it's very tough to win and give teams first downs. And that that was really, if you look at why this team, why a team could outgain some team 502 to 219, inopportune penalties because they're essentially just like turnovers. They would have to punt the ball a few times, give it back to Patrick Mahomes, who was completing 88% of his passes. That's what would have happened. But as Ron Kopp said on Twitter, our friend from ArrowheadPride.com, it is the Arrowhead Pride postgame show, says exactly this. When you set a season high in first down, complete 88% of your passes, no interceptions, rush for 5.5 yards of pop, and total over 500 net yards, and yet you go to overtime. Yeah, the Chiefs were running the ball extremely well today. When they ran it, and I get it, the first nine out of ten plays, they didn't run. I was banging the table saying, why aren't the Chiefs running? There was a couple times a day I thought the schematically they didn't get the job done. And obviously two of those were one was, what, second 21, the other one was third and 14. You're obviously probably not going to run on those plays. So passing in that situation is okay. It was like run the football. But they end up in the end 189 yards rushing for the Kansas City Chiefs. And they were able to put the ball on the ground a little bit and kind of be a physical football team running the football. And I wish they would have concentrated on it. That I had a problem with. The other problem I had with it was settling for a field goal to win. They didn't get it. Butker missed it. They got a, they got a kicking problem. Butker's now missed five field goals. He's missed three extra points. And we've kept saying all year, Jed, it hasn't mattered. Like, he missed an extra point, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter. Well, it kind of has. You missed that game, that, that kick to tie the Bengals. Probably would have sent that game, game to OT. And then you miss a game-winning kick today, plus the extra point, which they did get back because they did go for it on two. So you can't look at that. Well, will it come back and bite them? And it hadn't so far. But, man, they're treading the fine line with Harrison Bucker kicking. I was going to say, when you're put in a position where you have to go for the two-point conversion, I, to me, that's where the – you know, the the issue comes in because Harrison Butker up until this point in his career has been such a reliable kicker. It's just very disconcerting to see him this this year, you know, having so many struggles. It's weird. I know he hurt his ankle in game one. You know, he says it's still bothering him. You know, we're in week 10 and his ankle's still giving him those fits. But you wonder, when is it going to cost the Chiefs? You wouldn't think the Houston Texans would be that game. But it almost did. And I thought it was, an, <clears throat> excuse me, an interesting point that you had made talking about what the Chiefs are going to do because they're in a position where they have no other option other than to ride with Butker. You saw what happened when he was injured and out. They brought in two kickers. Exactly, and just how bad the performances were there. So I think you ultimately do have to ride or die with Harrison Butker. But to your point, though, when is it actually going to come back in and bite them? 
And it came close today. It came close today. There's no question about that. But, yeah, they brought in Amendola to kick. They got rid of him because he wasn't consistent. He goes to Arizona, misses a 43-yarder. <laughs> they cost the Cardinals a game, so he went and played for the Cardinals after the Chiefs. Then there was Matthew Wright, who the Chiefs got rid of as well. But at some point, you know, you're already this far deep in the season. And who, who, what do you do? What do you go to? Don't you line up and go for two in certain situations instead of the extra point? I'm not actually against that. Like, what do you trust more, the extra point by Butker or Patrick Mahomes to convert on a two-point conversion? You know, it might get to that point where they do that. But the the field goals, that's tough. Because you you have this offense, you put your team in position. You know, I get it was a 51-yard kick. I wish they would have gotten more yards. And, And, you know, granted, if you're not kicking well, something 41, 42, 43 yards, probably the same difference as something 51. And distance wasn't the problem. But the accuracy on the kick was a problem. But there, the, the relatively no wind, especially when they get the roof shut. Even with the roof open, the wind isn't really a problem in Houston, Texas. Uh, but enough of me. Let's go to you. We'll also hear from inside the locker room, too. But now we'll head out to the Silverstein Eye Center phone line as we do no huddle. Let's go no huddle. Edward Jolaire gets the handoff. Off the first hit, off the second hit, off the third hit, and into the sweet nectar of the end zone. Taking your calls now at 913-586-7610. And welcome in no huddle. Brought to you by the Silverstein Ice Center's phone line, Kansas City's most trusted, trusted eye doctors. Let's go out to you all. Let's go out to Leavenworth, Kansas, and talk to Tim. What's up, Tim? Yeah, man, who cares about Bucker? We are AFC West champions. I'll, I'll tell you exactly why we're not winning. We're not winning with offense is because this jerk like Tyreek Hill left us for selfish reasons, and we made up the difference, and we're still champions. We're still winning when these creeps. Well, I, I want that guy. I want that jerk. In here, when it's minus 20 in the playoffs, I want the Miami Dolphins to come here and that selfish, selfish bum Tyreek Hill can 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 get stuffed when it's minus 15 outside. We are AFC West champions. This is a young team. They're going to keep going. They're going to keep playing well. Don't Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. When you're a selfish jerk, you get what you deserve. So suck it, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Tim. Wow. You didn't like Tyreek Hill. I and didn't, was I didn't pick up on that. Of that uh, yeah, but the, yeah, the offense is still number one, even without Tyreek Hill. But with Tyreek Hill, imagine the possibilities. And they are the second youngest team in the NFL. Second most time, most rookie starts uh, this year is the Kansas State Chiefs. Only four guys remain from this roster, Prima Holmes. It is now three minutes after 5 p.m., so I guess that call is completely warranted now that it's after the the time. Yes. Yes. We good? We good? All right. Let's go to uh, let's go to Mike and Lee Semmel. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. I want to talk a little bit about it's been brought up. Is it, is it the coaching or is it the players? I'm going to talk to you guys about the premise of it being the coaching. If, if it, Or excuse me, lack of talent on the defense if you if you were to believe that which i don't i think the players are a little bit better than what we've had here then this is totally on spag so so follow me here this is the second time we had sheffer's crew first time was against the raiders they called 10 penalties against us we got 10 penalties called today if you're understanding the tenor of the game and the flow of the game why do you keep putting our players in position for subjective calls to keep going against us 
What I mean by that is I counted at least four or five times on third and seven and longer wearing press man. I know that's SPAC system, but we're going to lose in the playoffs, and it's solely going to be put in the hands of the officiating crew that we have because of SPAC's inability to play more exotic coverages in the back end. I know he played a little zone. Haven't seen the all 11, all 22 yet. I'm going to watch it. But we're not that good a zone team because we don't play it enough. I sat and watched Tampa Bay play too high safety, deep cover two against Burrow, practically shut him out in the first half today. We destroyed Tampa Bay. They learned from our game against a quarterback like that to make a dump it off. My worry is this, Flags, uh, Spag's inability. He just says, we're going to run what we're going to run. If you beat us, you're going to beat us. My biggest problem today was on the same drive, we had six penalties. If you know they are calling that, then you have to adjust. I'm sorry. I know you want to run your press high, your single high, your double high, man. But with this crew today, it wasn't going to happen. And he's just stubborn, guys. And I'm telling you, our our playoff, our playoff lives are going to be based on what crew we have. Let me ask you this, Mike. You made some very, very good points today. What what do you blame some of it on? Maybe the young secondary? The fact they're going with so many rookies? I'm just asking no, what you no. think. No, no, I mean, we're gonna, no, no, we're, we're, we're going to play who we have. And I'm not saying Spags is incompetent by any means, but what I'm saying is, and I'm not even asking him to be Vrabel. I've watched Vrabel today. He comes with game plans based on your team's strength and weaknesses. He tries to take away your strength, sure. and then he deals with everything else. My point is, we seem, once again, I've watched all 22 after every game, we seem to have, we, Spags will give you a different look up front. He will give you a different look, but on the back end, it's the same thing. We go to cover two a little bit. It's either single or double high, press man under. The problem is when you have refereeing crews that call that, I'm looking for a little bit more flexibility on third and nine, third and ten. I'm watching teams all day taking their linebackers or taking their corners, putting them two feet in front of the first down marker, making the quarterback dump it off to a running back, then rally to make the tackle. We don't see any of those exotic looks on the back end. Yeah, maybe third and 15, third and 16, but how often has our defense put their offense in that type of position? I don't blame – I'm not saying he's a bad coordinator. What I'm saying is his inflexibility to do a few different things, and I'm going from the premise of it's, it's, it's the talent. So then some people will say, well, we don't, we don't have the talent. We're not getting any pressure. Well, if you know that, if you know we're having trouble getting pressure, especially today with a, not 100% Chris Jones, Frank, Frank, Frank Clark, ever since he's lost that weight, it's, and if he doesn't get the snap count right, he's not getting there. Then why are we not being a little bit more game plan dependent on the team that we're playing? Though, I will say this: Frank ahead. Clark made the strips, <laughs> made the strip no, no, the, I, I, to, I, I, to win the game. But those are great I points, Mike. I, I think you made some great points. But I do have one question for you, though: Are you going to yeah. buy an AFC West champion hat? Absolutely, and I'm, I'm happy we won the AFC West. <laughs> my, my, I've recalibrated my expectations. <laughs> Honestly, guys, my, my biggest thing with Spags is just the tenor of the game. You, you had a crew today. The, that we've had oh, I hate this crew. before, and, 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 and to your point, everybody knows what they, they for, for for our disdain for this crew to make it to the national broadcast uh. saying something. So you can't tell me in a, in, a, in, a, in a game where human element is in play with those subjective holding and PI calls that that crew didn't know that the entire state of city of Kansas City had an issue with them. And I cannot, you can't tell me that some of them call subjective calls weren't because of that. With that being said, you have to do something on the back end. To, you can't go and drive six penalties in a row. That's that's called insanity, right? Oh, you know what, Mike? I, I, good call, man. I got to move on, Mike. You make some great points today. It, listen, this crew, <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, we all know it was. I mean, the interference that was being called, the calls were being called. They Well, they reviewed forward progress, and it's not reviewable. But 
Here's the way it was explained. Sam McDowell wrote this great uh, for the Kansas City Star. Said the refs allowed the Texans to challenge after that the ball came out before the pro forward progress whistle. It was actually a very good challenge by the Texans. It, it's kind of dancing around the rule, to be honest with you. I, I don't feel that um, this is good for the NFL when teams are kind of looking for a way to skirt the rules like they did. Um, I thought it was bad. I will say this about Spags. Yeah, sometimes it is scheme, and I 100% agree with you. I know he is working with a young secondary. It's Chiefs the second youngest team in the NFL as far as rookies starting this season. But, yeah, there are some adjustments. I remember the Chargers game. Remember the Chargers game in L.A.? They were moving the ball up and down, doing whatever the hell they wanted to against the Chiefs. And then Mike Williams gets hurt, leaves the game, and then they were able to pin their ears back, and they end up getting five sacks. Now, against the Bengals, they couldn't exactly do a lot of that because the Bengals possess – um, such really physical wide receivers. Tampa's up 17 to six on the Bengals. Not looking good for the Bengals as Kansas City Chiefs going for the Buccaneers probably in this game, even though right now we're sitting here and the Bengals aren't don't really possess the threat. Just take care of your business and worry about the Buffalo Bills. That's why last night in that snow. And by the way, I guess say this, Jim, before I go to that back out the loan jack and talk to Neil. The NFL network crew, that was embarrassing. Seriously, they had, they had to be embarrassed. They're on the, they got this, well, first of all, it was supposed to be a snowstorm the whole game, and just at the end of the game, it was a hell of a snowstorm, but didn't come to the end. It was 28 freaking degrees, mm-hmm. and it was 32 degrees when we did the pregame. Right. And they're all wearing hats, like, you know, they, it's so cold, they kept talking about cold. Come on, man. Being someone who's cold all the time and hasn't taken off my jacket in spite of the fact that I've been inside, I actually have no beef with that. But it was almost like they were treating like it was five, like, I mean, South Dakota State was sitting there playing in one double A. Semifinal, and that you want to talk about cold? That was two or three degrees. That was cold. Man, that's my bank. You know, always, always degrees, <laughs> getting a well, one double A football reference. In Kansas and, City, it was colder than Buffalo for sure. You know, I get it. The snow, that's fine. I mean, right. you can take snow in Oregon. It's thirty-two degrees. Come on, Scott Parks and I <clears throat> here at KMZ, we wore shorts when it's cold. Although he wore pants the other day and changed in the shorts. I thought he kind of cheated. Before but. we get back to the phones uh, and, you know, get to more of your calls at 913-586-7610, I did want to talk about the caller's point about the referees, and I think it's something you hear a lot of times, and I always say it's a loser's lament. Obviously, the Chiefs came out on the right side of the ledger today, so it's not necessarily applicable, but I think we've been talking about this for a very long time how bad the officiating is around all of professional sport, especially the NFL. So to me, to look at those calls, I don't necessarily think it's specific to one crew. I think it's more just a a league-wide thing, if that makes sense. But but this crew particularly sucks. I mean, they're all all not good, but this is the worst of the bunch. It it just is. I just think that officiating— They always have been. Carl Chaffer's always been this way. Sure, and I I guess you and I are—we're probably closer to the same point that that we're trying to make, but I I think that at least league-wide officiating is really, really bad. Oh, it is, and, you know, the talk about making them all full-time, where some of them are and some aren't. And then they're talking about the latest uh, owners' meeting this week when they got together— talking about making roughing the pass or reviewable. <laughs> well, it's fine, but to get everybody on the same page, that's the NFL's problem. And Not you, everybody's on the same page. Some call some things. You watch every game, and they bring in the rules export spurts, right, that uh, used to be referees, and they yeah, work for NBC and Fox and all right. this. They're across the board, man, and they get half the crap wrong. I was going to say they generally half the crap wrong. when they go to the rules official and yeah. expert, I say, well, it's not going to be that call because that guy actually has a rough understanding of what the yeah. call should be, and then 90% of the time it seems yeah. like, oh, we're going to go the opposite and way. If they're so good, why aren't they still doing it? That's the question we always had to ask. Let's go to Neil in Lone Jack. What's up, Neil? Hey, 
Hey, good evening, Jay. Um, not a whole lot tonight. Uh, I'm not going to get too analytical. Uh, I do think it's a day for celebration. Uh, obviously, we have to clean up these turnovers. And yes, the secondary um, definitely needs to improve a little bit from where they are at the moment and where they've been the last couple of weeks. I agree. I, I thought Mike made a lot of really good points, too. I agree with Mike, you. Mike was great. Mike was great. Um, I, I One thing, I, one thing I, I, today's a day for celebration. I'm happy we won. I think I might actually go get a, a T-shirt this time. I haven't, I haven't done it to this point, but the fact that we're second all-time next to the Patriots for divisional dominance, that really means something. I think I might actually get a T-shirt. Last thing, and I'll let you go, Jay. Um, <laughs> I could say so many inappropriate things about Carl Jefferson and his, and his crew, and I won't. But if, if if I only could, I mean, if we if we were in private, oh my lord! I mean, at what point? Your your producer, I'm sorry, I forget his Jed. name. Jed, my man, Jed. Jed. Man, how can you forget Jed's name? Come on now, Jed, man. brother. Listen, this crew is by far the worst crew in the NFL, and we do not uh-huh. have just the Raiders game the history of this year. Oh yeah, it goes back this to Travis Kelsey and a couple our years ago. Goes yeah. back. This crew in our history goes back three, four, five years yeah. at this point, yeah. and it's unacceptable. It's embarrassment. The league should be embarrassed. I think I really, and Jed really should be embarrassed about this comment. I wish, I please, if Clark Hunt is listening, his call Andy. If you're listening, if anybody gets a hold of this show, he's in Clark, Houston. Right? Andy, anybody, go to the league and please implore Roger Goodell or anybody who's in charge to never let that man. Do our games ever again? He should not have been doing our game against the Raiders this year. He do you remember? Have, what, do you remember when he almost? Neil, do you remember when he almost cried at Arrowhead because the fans were giving him so much crap? They start I'll booing him today. Was he there. was checking his mic today in Houston before the game. Fans were booing him, which is great. But I don't think he wants to go to Arrowhead ever again because he's scared and, and afraid. But, go ahead, Jed. Well, no, I just was going to say, Neil. I, I continue to put him on our game. Hang well, on, Neil. Hang on. We get a rebuttal here from Jed. Well, no, and I, I guess I can completely understand. But like I said, that's completely a loser's lament. What does it cost the Chiefs, really? Could it, it cost, cost them the game, Super Jed. Bowl? It cost them the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, aside from our offensive line, Carl Sheppers and his crew was the number one reason we lost that game. What about the fact that and the Chiefs actually got their ass kicked by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It was it was primarily it was our offensive line, but secondarily, right. So no, then that's that's the exactly the yes. point that you're making. That's such a, a weak argument. You can't say that the offensive line cost the Chiefs the Super Bowl and then go. Well, that was the biggest reason, but yeah, the rest were but, right but, there. But Carl and Jeffers they got, was the official man. Come on, the, man. The point, though, Jay, and you can yes. admit this, that the Chiefs yes. got destroyed and absolutely manhandled in that game. No, the referees the in no way, no, they, shape, they, or form exactly. had anything to do with the no, Super Bowl no, but, loss. <laughs> they didn't. Carl Jeffers didn't have anything to do with that. The Buccaneers had everything to do with that, who are leading Cincinnati 17-6 right now. About to get Cincinnati there. Uh, fifth L in the season, but I'm not going to say this game's over because if you watched that Colts Vikings game yesterday, nothing's ever over, Jen. Nothing's ever over. And all, all the hot tweets from people and takes laughing about the Vikings, making fun of them. There was a bunch, man. National media and everything laughing at the Vikings. Then they come back and win the game, which honestly, I, I would fire Jeff Saturday immediately. I'd probably, as soon as we got the plane. But then again, I thought about it. I said the best way to tank in the NFL, just keep bad coaches. Like, why fire your coach this deep in the season? You know what I mean? Well, and if you're a Colts fan, I'm sure it was yeah, the refs that, it, that completely blew that game for him. It I was... mean, the next thing I'm doing, you know, I'm just, you know, I wouldn't let T.Y. Hilton go to Dallas. I would have hired him to be my head coach. You know what I'm saying? 
I'll find any way to lose, and you might as well keep the coaches on there. Let's go to one more call. Let's go to Dan out in KCK. What's up, Dan? Hey, Bing, how you doing? I just got back. Tomorrow's my birthday. Ciao, Walter. Well, happy birthday, Dan. I'm to buying box at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Watched the game. Then I, it was a great game. You know, you know, she's had overcome a lot of things. You know, with the McKinnon 26 yards and seven mm-hmm. straight AC West titles. Now I'm going to get real serious, Bing. Carl Jefferson, he used to be, uh, yeah, appreciate other games. You know, I, I still don't like what he did to Chris Jones on, on David Carr. It was a bad penalty. I don't know. Uh, what's screw wrong with Carl, Carl Jefferson. As long as he's been the league, he, he should get tested what do you think Bink and uh, how about uh, what did you think about that embarrassing uh, performance uh, 33 nothing do you think Jeff Saturday should be embarrassed and uh, and how about the Dolphins they were running the ball pretty good and I don't know why they abandoned it uh, Mike Daniel they were most of us having a big game what are your thoughts on that you know what I was you know going for Miami I sit there watching the game I, my mom was actually watching with me because we were going for the the Miami Dolphins to win that game give Buffalo that L because you start wondering where the L's coming from Buffalo because to get Kansas City the number one seed, obviously, Andy Reid 21-3 in the regular season after the bye week, 6-3 and three in the postseason after the bye. But you need Buffalo to take that L. Cincinnati loses the day to the Bucs. That's great because it already gave them five, give the Chiefs some buffer. But Buffalo has to go to Cincinnati. So in that game, you're rooting for the Bengals. That game, you're rooting for Cincinnati to beat Buffalo, which, you know, I think they're a better team than Buffalo. Obviously, today they're not showing it. But guess what? That's the NFL. Go ask Dak Prescott and the Cowboys who lost to the Jags. And I'll give the Jags credit. They've been playing much, much better. And the Cowboys were four-point four favorites on the road. But Jags beat the Cowboys. So imagine uh, talk radio in Dallas right now. I'm sure it's quite fun. We'll take a time out here on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. We come back, we'll talk to Pete Swinney, editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, the plaid prince himself. And welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Kansas City Chiefs uh, win their seventh straight AFC West today, 30-24 in overtime against the Houston Texans. Didn't go as planned, but that's the NFL where weird things happen and teams do lose games. Look around the NFL scoreboard this week and imagine what they're saying in Dallas today after a loss to Jacksonville on the road. I will say this, though, Jacksonville is playing much, much better. But the bottom line is they found a way to uh, to lose the game or to win the game. It feels like a loss to some extent, but at the end of the day, they won. They got over 500 yards of total offense and only gave up 219 total yards. I can't explain it. This is the weirdest game of the year by far. But right now, it's time to be joined by Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney's appearance is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. I've already talked to Pete's dad today. Let's go ahead and talk to Pete Sweeney. What's up, Pete? How's it going? Oh, just fine, man. Just fine. I mean, it's uh, all good, you know, another AFC West title. Do you plan on buying the shirts and hats that say conquered the West? No, no. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if, if we're supposed to be supporting this at 610 Sports Radio, but I, no. I, I'm grading the AFC West hats, hats a, a, a solid C-. minus. I, I am not a big fan of the way they look this year. See, I actually and like them, Pete, and hopefully they won't ever you wear like them. them. Yeah, I actually like them. Like the shirts, I could take or leave, but... I remember getting an AFC West championship hat a long time ago. I mean, a long, long, long. It's been I haven't I haven't with <laughs> with Reed, but I did way back, way back when. But these are better, man. I, I just think these. I, I would. I mean, I would wear one. Like I'm not gonna buy one, but if someone said, "Hey, man, here's an AFC West champ," I'd wear this to, you know, go to the gym or whatever, or sitting here and do this show. I'd wear it. You know, though, at at this stage, I think in in your Chiefs fandom, right? You 
if you're a big Chiefs fan, you got the Super Bowl hat anyway. I don't know why you'd even be spending money on this. Uh, you, you might want to get the next AFC title or Super Bowl or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but this hat, this hat, ideally, if you're a Chiefs fan, is going to be good for what a month, and then you got to you got to go yeah. get the next uh, gear. Hopefully, it's like that 13 seconds they took to. Uh against the Buffalo Bills, and they've been living on that all off season. and Kansas City, we didn't care because they lost to the Bengals the next week, so that really doesn't uh, – the Grim Reaper didn't exactly <laughs> – la- no, it didn't. I mean, people went to the last game against the Bengals, remember, dressed like Reapers? Yes, yes. It's a shame that – it's a shame that the Chiefs didn't go to distance last year because I, I think that Grim Reaper thing might have, might have been a bigger deal. Oh, what if people got a tattoo? I would have gotten a tattoo of the Grim Reaper something like that. I mean, you would have gotten one. I even put a song together for it. I mean – that would have been like sixty-five toss power trap, or even do we have time to run wasp? Uh, did you just did you just think in there that I would have gotten one? I don't I don't know if I would have gotten one. Yeah, we'd have probably done it together, Pete. Like I would have got one if you got one. <laughs> Big Pete would have gotten one. You would have had to take me for for the to the peanut for for quite a while before I think I agreed to do that. You know what I would, Pete. You bring that laptop. Let's do an injury report. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what's it say about seven straight AFC West titles? Because. It's a four-game lead right now. Anybody else in the division, I get if the Chargers beat the Titans today, they'll have eight, but it's still three games back. In the National Football League, Pete, which at this point of the season, that, that, that's a huge gap, man. That's like putting 20, 20 games on a team in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, it's a weird feeling today I, because I think you got to separate the game from how impressive it is that they won another AFC title. I just, I just think – when you're able to do it as, as consistent as they've been able to do it for seven straight years, you know, I, I did some research as a, as I was working on some stuff for Arrowhead Pride, and only six teams ever in history have won seven straight AFC, or I should say division titles. Uh, and then really the only one that has gone further than that is the New England Patriots, yep. who had dominated a decade and won 11 in a row. And to even have an opportunity for that to happen, right? Because you have Andy Reid who signed through 2025. That's another three years. I mean, could, you could be looking at 10 with, with having Patrick Mahomes and everything that they've been building. And so I just, I think it's just such an impressive stretch uh, and to just be able to make the playoffs consistently. And when you win the division, that comes along with playoff football in your home stadium. So it's a, a sign of playoff football in Kansas City, which is a, a big deal as well. Just, you know, if you just try to really, think back if you could think back far enough just how miserable it was for years and years and years this is just a very special time you know it's crazy too pete because you think about all the rookies they've played this year what the second most starts in the nfl four guys predating predating patrick mahomes the nfl is not set up this way the nfl is not set up for you to make a run obviously or more teams would have done it outside the chiefs and patriots but it's not set up to do what the chiefs are doing no i the way that it's designed it's for ebbs and flows it's for your team to be good for a few years, then to have some down years, and then you got to build back up and and have the down years again, and that's just the way it goes. And it's always been built like that. And I always have, and I don't need to get on this topic, but I've always felt that's why it's sort of upsetting sometimes that Major League Baseball doesn't have a cap because I, I just think it hurts the the game. But in football, everyone has a fair chance because everyone has spend the same amount of money, and there are rules to make sure that guys like Patrick Mahomes don't always end up on a coast and they can come to a city like Kansas city and you know, same thing with the guy like Josh Allen going to Buffalo. That's just the way the NFL is built. And you got to love that. Uh, and, and again, what it's, what it's built for is for you to feel like your team has a chance to do something each and every year going into training camp. Um, and, and the down years are, are, are building towards you, you getting good again until it, it kind of reverses. And so, 
those things are built in. You know, quarterbacks are expensive. Once you sign a quarterback to a big contract, it's, it's tougher to do. The Chiefs have been able to get past that. And, yeah, I, I think in what was – you know, the Chiefs didn't outwardly advertise this, but I just feel like even in talking to some people with the team and just the thoughts on this year, I think this was a year that they thought they could make the playoffs, but it, it may be a transition year where, look, maybe we don't win the division. Maybe there is a team that emerges, especially with, you know, the quarterbacks that are, that are in the in the division. And at least we make a wild card and make, maybe make a run at it in the, in the dance. Uh, and they went above and beyond and, and really won a lot of games and still can win more games with a very young team. I just I think it's pretty impressive. I mean, it's just, it's just very hard to do in the NFL. Pete, I think this is the weirdest game of the year. It might be the weirdest game I've ever seen. Statistically, it doesn't make sense. Because if I, if I didn't show you the game and showed you the stats – Say Mahomes was 36 of 41 for 336 and two touchdowns, um, 33 yards rushing and a touchdown. I mean, he's going to make it close this week when the odds come out with him and Jalen Hurts. But 502 yards of offense, a season high in first downs with 33. The fact that uh, they only gave up 219 total yards and had 502. I mean, that's just that's just an insane difference, man. That is just an insane difference the Chiefs had between them yards per rush 5.7 yards per carry they did get to the run a little bit late wish they would have started off earlier about it but if you looked at these stats like it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense at all if, if you didn't watch the game or hear the final score and just look at the stats you would say the Chiefs blew their doors off right uh it's it's the turnovers that you know I, I think that's that's kind of the, the difference and the Texans did a, a fairly nice job I think maintaining possession of the football, right? And so they, they made it a little bit less, uh, you know, they gave the Chiefs a little bit less of a chance to, to score. I know or the Chiefs Carl ended up Jeffers did, because yeah, that was kind of like turnovers too, those calls. Well, yeah, and the, the, the penalties, the, the you know, you talk about 502 net yards, you also had 102 yeah. yards of penalties. So you're taking 102 yards mm-hmm. away from that as well. So it was, and look, there were some calls that were right. I, I just, I, I think you got to get to a certain point where, they caught a little bit looser. You can't be having, and you know, the Texans took, took four accepted penalties, and, and the, it's listed in the statistics as the ones that are accepted. So those 14 penalties that were accepted, there were a lot more flags thrown in the game. And it, and it, you know, take away the Chiefs winning and Texans losing, whatever, even if you're a Texans fan, it's just not entertaining football when there's a flag every other play. It's not no. fun to watch, and I, I just think it needs to be addressed, especially some of the some of the calls that are are – more subjective and you know it, it just it, it they need to get away where the officiating crew just matters less you know there are certain crews that, that call it tight certain crews that call it loose it just needs to be closer to average um and, and i think that's something that, that needs to be done and the chiefs continue their love affair if you want to call it that with carl sheffers and <laughs> and one despite them despite him calling a a bunch of yardage back on them he's going to be in the fetal position and crawling if he does the game at arrowhead again seriously He'll be wearing one of those masks. He'll be wearing like, like remember Bobby Valentine when he was hiding in the Mets dugout one time when he got kicked out as a manager, he'll be wearing one of those Groucho Mark style, like glasses and, and mustache. Yes. Yes, I do. I do remember that. Yes. It's Carl Sheffers when he returns to Arrowhead stadium at some point. All right, Pete, let's look at one negative aspect. And that's Harrison Butker. And I get it. Yeah. He hurt his ankle in week one. Is he hundred percent? They brought in Amendola to kick. Well, he didn't work out. They got rid of him. He goes to Arizona, lost the game for the Cardinals. So scratch that. Matthew Wright, well, he was good last year. Was okay with the with the Chiefs. Didn't miss a, miss a kick, but he's no longer um, in the NFL employed. He's an undrafted free agent. 
There's not a lot of stuff you can do except maybe go for two more often than not. But at the end of the game, I wish the Chiefs would have got more yards instead of settling for the 51-yarder because I – even though, listen, the range is never a problem with Butker. I mean, the range is never a problem. Accuracy has been, but five missed kicks for Butker. And we've said this all along, Pete, like it hasn't cost the Chiefs game. You can make the point that maybe it did in the Bengals game. Could have made a difference here with the missed kick. Obviously, they go for two earlier to make up for the uh, missed extra point. But is are the Chiefs line beating teams close enough where he's going to make a difference? Yeah. Yeah, and and I think the Chiefs just have to live with it. I know that Matthew Wright is out there. I don't know if they would go to the measure of, of bringing him back in. For a while, the Chiefs were carrying two kickers, and you sort of wondered why, and then Wright was poached by the Steelers, and you're right, at this stage of the game, I believe he was released in about a week ago uh, from the Steelers. He's out there. Uh, I'm not sure if, if that's the route they want to go because kicking is just such a mental game that you bring in a kicker, and sometimes that – is a, a negative mental impact on, on a certain kicker. Andy Reid was asked about it after the game and essentially said, we're sticking with him. We just kind of think it's it's something that he can get through, but it, he's got to get through it fast. I mean, what you'd really like to see if you're a Chiefs fan is no missed kicks over these next three weeks of, of non-pressure situations because you're going to want that muscle memory to be there when you might need a kick to beat the Chargers or whatever it might be, the Patriots or the Bengals in the playoffs because the margin is just so much smaller because the teams are better. Uh, you can you can get away with missed kicks against the Houston Texans who have one win, but in the NFL playoffs, sometimes you need a kick to win a game. And if it's a game situation and, and Harrison Butker can, let's say, win with a 43-yarder, is he mentally capable right now? And I, I think the, the bigger issue, too, and the, the bigger question is, does it start impacting the Chiefs' decision-making? Like, let's say that's a 45-yarder against the Bengals in the playoffs, but it's also fourth and two. Are the Chiefs maybe going for it yep. instead of – taking that risk and I, I think it, it might impact them and I think they got more to find out these next few weeks if you can write the ship the next couple of weeks maybe you feel more comfortable about it but it does feel like a bigger problem and the the, the thing with kickers and and not to just say this is going to happen to Harrison Butker but their careers can fall off quick if they just fall off and and then all of a sudden just really can't get that knack back and that mental aptitude to to just be able to do the job and so we'll see what you know you, you hope that this is just a blip for Harrison Butker who was very good before getting injured this year. It's just been it's been a tough go for him in 2022. Yeah, I mean, fans in this town have, you know, visions back of him. I can't mention his name on the show, but rhymes with Wynn yeah. Screlliot, um, former yeah. Chiefs kicker that uh, cost the team a game. But we're talking to Pete Sweeney. He's the editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, also our insider here at 610 Sports Radio. And Pete, uh, Buffalo last night in uh, the snow, I think they overdid the cold a little bit because it was hovering between 20 and 32. That's neither here nor there. I thought it was kind of wussy-like of them to do that. But it wasn't cold, Pete. It was colder here. But bottom line is the Bills get the win. We need the Bengals to beat the Bills uh, on Monday Night Football here in a couple of weeks because that looks like the Chiefs' only opportunity to get the one seed. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a chance with the with the Bengals. I, I would I would tell you that I I feel like are not walking the park either um, with the bears. You know, we just saw the Jaguars knock off the Cowboys who also struggled with the Texans last week. I, I just feel like it's an anything can happen league. Yep. And with Justin Field, suddenly this wonder kind that is taken over the NFL, one of the more exciting players in the NFL. I don't think they should necessarily look past the, the bears either. Uh, then we know about the Bengals. I think we all consider them a, a contender in the AFC. And then, 
Never know what Bill Belichick has in store for Buffalo. And sometimes those Patriots will, will give Buffalo trouble. And so the Chiefs, you would say, have an easier road. And I know a lot of fans are probably like, well, what road is easy if you're struggling with the Texans? <laughs> but far easier road left, I think, than Buffalo. So if you can just take care of business against teams you're better than, Man, I, I still believe, I, I still believe that between the Bears, Bengals, and New England Patriots, that Buffalo is going to slip slip away uh, one of these games, uh, and then the Chiefs will, will regain control. But, you know, that that's the tough part about losing that, that Bengals game. You lost control of having that bye, and it's just so huge because it's essentially a playoff win. Speaking of the Patriots and Belichick, one point down they are to the Raiders right now. The Titans are tied with the Chargers into the third quarter. Titans have lost three straight games, so... You know, another horrible offensive performance from both these teams. Three quarters have been played and only seven points. And by the way, the Bengals have retaken the lead against the Buccaneers. They were down 17 to nothing, Pete. And now they've taken a lead. But before I let you go, this Mahomes game, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a blowout. The blowouts are the ones that you remember the most. But this might have been his best game passing, 88% completions. It, it was unreal how good Mahomes was in this game. 33 yards rushing. 36 of 41 passing. Um, did have to scramble for his life a few times and got sacked, but uh, he made the best of it. But he was damn good today. I don't know if he's going to jump up in the MVP race. Should with Jalen Hurts and Andy Reid after the game saying that is the MVP in Mahomes. He actually said it to Dan Israel. We'll play that in just a little bit. But just his game today and just how good he was. Yeah, he he always has these bounce back games when he he does struggle. And you called it something like this too. Yeah, where where he you know he just performs really really well, and we saw that today. And it's a it's a day where yeah you know Jalen Hurts had three rushing touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions. So I I think you hope that kind of like sways it back in Mahomes' favor when it comes to the odds. And you know, I I think when you're talking about the MVP, it, it is a little bit of a narrative thing, which is. You know what we're talking about with the refereeing before it's it's subjective. So we're gonna have to see if if they feel like the chief story is as good as the Eagles. If the Eagles are able to to continue to win here, but yeah, you had Patrick Mahomes with three thirty and two touchdowns and and no interceptions, and he just seems to get remotivated when he has a bad game. He's a human being, and he's gonna have a bad game every once in a while. And I think you saw him respond today. And had it not been for the turnovers and the penalties, some deserved, some not deserved. I, I think this is a, a game that, that's more in hand. A little bit, uh, I think, troublesome when you, you talk about the, the Chiefs' defense you know, on the other side, but just as far as the offense is going, I, I think Mahomes continues to click on all cylinders for the most part in, in November and December, and this is when you need him to be playing his best football. Good stuff, Pete Sweeney. Always good stuff from you, and you had detailed this. You made it kind of a point of emphasis, right, this bounce-man's a bad game? That's right. Yeah. yeah. In the, in the you credit. games going in, very, very, very good yardage wise and always scores touchdowns and hasn't thrown a pick after throwing three interceptions the previous game. So you hope that he can continue his track as they head into the playoffs. Sometimes you got to mention things, Pete, like I have done with Mahomes drafted by the Chiefs a million times. Sometimes you got to, you know, stick your chest out a little bit. Yeah. I remember that you, yep. you, you wanted Watson. No, and, that, uh, that, all, that, that is a lie. You we said we want Pat. And uh, okay. thank you for listening to most of us. All right. All right, Pete. You have a nice day, my friend. All right. I'll oh, good old Pete. 913-586-7610 is the phone line. We're going to take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll go inside that Chiefs locker room next.
Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Jay Binkley, Jed Marshall producing the operation. Bengals, three-point lead on the Bucks. That's why I said be cautious about the 17-0 lead because it is the NFL and these leads do uh, evaporate. But if people actually checked out the playoffs and seen what's going on, this Buccaneers team that continues to lose and they never lived up to their when they won the Super Bowl, do you realize they're about to be, if they lose this game today, 6-8? and eight. You know, That leads the division. That leads their division. Like, sometimes you have to step back and just appreciate what you have. The NFC South and the AFC South completely suck, and that's probably a good term. I, didn't, I we can't even use the word dumpster fire because that's nice to dumpsters. But the Buccaneers, though, if they're 6-8 and eight after this game, they still lead the division, which would be the fourth seed in the NFC. The Panthers are second, five and nine. Saints are five and nine, third. Falcons five and nine, fourth. Three-way tie at five and nine. You look at the AFC South, how embarrassing. The Titans, seven and six. Jags, six and eight. Colts, four and nine, and then imploded yesterday and blew a 33-0 lead. And then you have the Texans at one and 12. The AFC South, the NFC South are completely garbage divisions. They really are. Sometimes you got to sit back and appreciate what's going on, like Dallas, they're the number two seed in the uh, NFC. They lose today by six to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So the NFL does happen. Weird things do happen in this league. Comebacks happen in this league. Close games happen in this league. It's just what happens in this league. I wish today didn't because I thought Houston was there for the taking in more ways than one. Tank mode. I can understand the Broncos game a little bit because they're rivalries. It's a rivalry and they're tired and embarrassed. A losing to the Chiefs since 2015 and lost every game. That's humiliating for the Denver Broncos. But the Texans didn't have their leading rusher. Their top two receivers did not play in this game. Not saying that anything offensively. They only had 219 yards, and Davis Mills was 14 to 28, just completing 50% of his passes. So would it actually have mattered? I don't. I can't figure out too. This two quarterback system. It's not like Driscoll did anything. They were using two quarterbacks. And then the first series of the game, they still had Davis Mills in at wide receiver. Like the whole series. They were essentially playing the Chiefs with 10 men. And uh, couldn't believe that. But we'll head inside that uh, Chiefs locker room now. All sound brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's Willie Gay, who came up with that fumble recovery at the end of the game. A very important Fumble recovery for the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe the recovery of the year. All right, here with Willie Gay. Mindset of that defense coming out in overtime, knowing you needed to make a stop. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, uh, honestly, man, I'm so ready to go to practice next week. Honestly, I can't lie. Uh, the, the win is good and all, but I'm ready to go practice and get better. I feel like we could have played a thousand times better, me, myself. I feel like after the touchdown I gave up, man, I just – I want to just go practice <laughs> for the next 10 days straight. And then, you know, like, we're we going to be better. You know what I'm saying? So we came up with a big uh, turnover at the end. You know, we're blessed and thankful for that, man, and this win. But at the end of the day, when you when you come back down to earth, man, we're ready to go to get a Super Bowl. You know, we, we got bigger dreams, bigger picture ahead. Like I said, I'm, I wish we could practice tomorrow. I'm so, I'm so hungry now and humbled 
So I'm ready, man. I will not tell Coach that for you, just in case. Uh, <laughs> no, but, yeah, it is kind of a mixed emotions, yeah, right? Um, yeah. Maybe the last two weeks yeah. you guys have had kind of your B game, but what's that say to be able to get through those games with victories? Oh, the win is always most important in this league. I don't care if you undefeated or, or lose every game. You know, a win is hard to get no matter who you play. And that team right there, oh, my goodness. That's probably the hardest we didn't play the, the team that played us all season, honestly, man. And like they said, we get everyone's best no matter the record. And uh, we did today, and uh, to come out with a win is definitely a blessing. The run continues of AFC West Championships. I know that's the first thing you kind of got to cross off the list. How big is that to get another one of those and clinch a playoff spot today? It's definitely a big, you know, big thing for us. But when you set the standard so high at times, man, this, this, this is a small, small achievement. You know, we're going to enjoy it for about 15 minutes. But then we get ready to go to practice on Tuesday, you know. We're ready to go to work for a better, for something b bigger and better. So, so I got to tell you to enjoy it along the way a little bit. I mean, but it's, oh, but, yeah. it, but, it's oh, yeah. but it's hard, right, because you guys have such high standards. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Uh, you, you, good is the enemy of great, you know. And uh, we can't let this get too big for us. We got to keep going, keep climbing, man. Like I said, I'm, I wish we could practice tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, Willie. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, that's Willie Gay. Brad, back to you. There's Willie Gay with our very own Josh Klingler, also the sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs. Kling, I love that. Good could be the enemy of great. You don't want that. I loved it. If everybody had that attitude that Willie Gay had right there, it will enjoy this 15 minutes, but he said he'd go practice. You know, let's go practice. Like that attitude that Willie Gay has, this is the attitude you need. And I would like to see the Chiefs start bringing the noise a little bit. You know, the body slams down to the ground that Houston was doing against the Chiefs. You know, in there for a while, you know, they, the Chiefs got tired of it. You saw Kelsey kind of showing his emotions up on the field. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, bring the attitude. Bring the noise. And I think everybody needs that feel-good game out of your system. Remember how good you felt after that Cardinals win? Remember how good you felt after going out to San Francisco? Which I still can't believe. Think about the 44 points you scored against the Niners on the road. I mean, they've had some good games against some good scoring defense, as I mentioned. Three of the top five scoring defenses in the NFL, Chiefs put up 44, 34, and 41 on them, respectively. Takes seven away because the Willie Gay touchdown in Denver. It's still 44, 27, and 41 against three of the top five scoring defenses in the NFL. And you saw how good San Francisco's defense was when they played Seattle Thursday. That was a dominant, physical, hard-nosed defense, and the Chiefs put 44 points on their ass. Like, you want to see that each and every week. I get it. Like, you want to see it. But as much as you think, okay, what's going on with the offense? They, they had 502 total yards a day. So the Chiefs will be the number one scoring offense, number one in points per drive. They're the only team in the National Football League averaging more 400 yards a game. They're the only team in the National Football League that throws the ball for over 300 yards a game. They're number one on third down conversions. And forget about the third and one stat, third and nine, whatever. Overall, they're the number one third down team in the NFL, number one fourth down team in the NFL. Literally every stat category they own, and they got rid of Tyreek Hill. So they are making changes and adjustments, but you say, why are these games so close if this is the case? Why are the games so close if you only give up 219 yards? Well, penalties are a big difference. As I mentioned, final points that Houston got today were because of a penalty on Willie Gay. These penalties that I don't think were penalties, but it was the high watermark for the Chiefs getting 10 penalties uh, today, which can essentially kind of be turnovers in and of themselves. We'll go back inside that locker room and hear from Big Red, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. All the sound brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's Big Red. 
All right. Um, we don't, no injuries to talk about. Um, listen, our fans were unbelievable today. Um, I think, you know, we had more fans than, than maybe what the Texans had. And it was great to see all that red. And I think that helped us with the support down the down that uh, overtime. Um, listen, I, I uh, it was a weird game. Uh, my hat goes off to Lovey for the great job in which he's done uh, here. I mean, you've, you've seen it the last two weeks. It's a, it's a hard job, uh, and it takes time as a head coach. And Lovey, uh, you know, my, my word of advice is just give him time. He, he's a tremendous football coach. I've had a chance to compete against him for a number of years and uh, just rock-solid uh, football team. Um, the thing I was proudest about our guys was they kept playing. <clears throat> they didn't let anything, <clears throat> excuse me, they didn't let anything uh, uh, hinder them, uh, you know, whether it was calls, whether it was uh, fumbles, you know, whatever. It, they, 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 they kept playing. And defensively, I thought that was a, a real strength. Um, and then Frank at the end, that relentless pursuit, uh, making a play like he did, uh, Willie getting under the pile there and, and get, making sure we got that football in hand. Um, and then offensively, uh, you know, between Pat and Kels and um, Pacheco and McKinnon, I mean, uh, they had a great day. I, um, Quez's catch before half, I thought, was, was phenomenal. Um, so just all around a good, um, a good fight. We, we got to do better. In the penalty area, uh, turnover area, we've got to make sure we, we, we fix this. Um, but we'll, we'll get back on that. The important thing is uh, that we won the game, and they're, they're tough to get in this league. So we're going to enjoy this one and uh, on the way home, and, and then we'll get ready for a good Seattle team coming in on Christmas Eve. So time's yours. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Being a kicker is a little bit like being a batter, and sometimes you, you get into a slump. But he's a he's a great one, and he'll get through it, and then um, he'll come out of it uh, even better than what he was. But we just got you got to keep kicking, and uh, and that's uh, that's what we're going to do with him. Just what was the thought process? Were you just hoping to get in the field or Were you comfortable? Um, I was hoping we scored a touchdown. I mean, honestly, I, the way things were going back and forth and, and some some of the calls that were going on, I just had felt like we needed to make sure we you know we, we scored a touchdown. So you know, it didn't work out that way. Um, but you know, and if we had to kick it, I was okay there too. So I mean, I, I wasn't. That can be taken two different ways. No, I, I, I understand. That. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the turnovers being an issue. This is nine games. It's yeah. one turnover. Just yeah. ridiculous. You can't, you can't have that. Right? The guys know that. Uh, nobody tries to turn it over, but uh, you got to do the best you can and um, hang on to the football. Take care of the football if it's if it's quarterback. But you know, we did we did a good job with that. What's the situation you well, number one, you see how this team, the, the heart that they play with. And then, two, the, the defense is tremendous. I mean, he, he's got, he's, he's running, and I presume it looks that way. And 
um, and they do just some good stuff uh, on that. Offensively, they're creative. They're banged up a little bit. See, the injuries kind of can get you there, but um, he, he's uh, – I, I look at the scheme uh, of, of the offensive defense and how they do on special teams, and they're right there. You know, they're right there to get over that hump. And the, this type of game helps them. Uh, the Cowboys game helps them. And, uh, and the, they will. They'll get over the hump and and uh, and be right there for you next year. How do you feel like you guys are going to that two-quarterback system? Are they yeah, very creative. Very creative. Uh, <clears throat> and you have to prep for two different looks. Um, so they're, they're different. they're different offenses there. I thought our guys did okay with that part, and you know, we, we shot ourselves a little bit with the penalties. That's what that's where we got into trouble on third down in that. So, gotta get off the field. But I thought we handled that decent. Right, we're gonna go around the room. Start with that. Andy, another AFC West championship. Anything stand out to you about this this one? Yeah, I told the guys my hat goes off to them. So, I mean, that was a that was a, a, a way to fight through it. And there, there's a you know there's a certain. Uh, uh, it, you know, you've set a certain level, and these all these new guys come in. They go, "Hey, man, we got to win. We got to win this thing." And uh, you know, there's an additional pressure on that. But just to get through it, you can see that was a that was a positive thing. And then you can sail from there. So it's a uh, uh, you got that done, and now you just go go do your thing, you know, go play. Yeah, so that's a new rule that came in uh, last year. You guys can look it up. It's complicated. Um, but, yeah, contact and uh, and then forward progression and all that. I mean, there's a couple different things that go into it, but you can look at, look at it. Uh, they were right. I mean, they were, they were – yeah, they were – yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a new rule that hasn't – it'll be the first time I've seen it, so. Last two. Yeah, it's tremendous because everybody has a piece of this, you know. So that's uh, even you guys, man. I mean, it's it's exciting for you. You get to uh, cover a team that that's wins, and you you got something to say about it, which is good. And that's uh, and that's the way it is with the organization. I mean, it starts with, with Clark, and we all kind of work down from there. And um, you know, he gives us an opportunity to win, which uh, that's not the case everywhere. Yeah, do you believe all two rookies you drafted are on the active roster? Um, can you explain what it's like to coach a roster that is obviously veteran late championship aspiration and trying to bring rookies along? Sort of that conflict within the two as you try to get through a season, obviously. Yeah, well, you're going to have some hiccups with, with the young guys, um, but they, they play their tail off and go 100 miles an hour. Um, so you can live with that because they're going to make some plays that are big-time plays, and then there's going to be a mistake here or there. But um, it pays off for you down the road after they get through all this, and, uh, and and they've progressively gotten better as the season has gone on. And then we've got enough veterans in there that can help help them with uh, that peer part of it that you get, you know. Um, so and our guys are good with that. Our veteran guys are real good with that. All right, thank you, Coach. There's Andy Reid from the locker room. By the way, Patrick Mahomes. When he completed 36 of 41 that day for 336 yards and two touchdowns, it's 117.1 pass rating. But with two touchdown passes in today's game, Mahomes owns 35 passing touchdowns in 2022. 
becoming the fifth quarterback in NFL history with four more seasons with at least 35 touchdown passes in their career. Tom Brady, six. Aaron Rodgers, six. Drew Brees, four. Peyton Manning, four. And keep this in mind. Mahomes has done it four times. That's the whole career of Manning. Rodgers, Brady lead the way with six. Mahomes is early in his career. He's going to pass down and be the greatest of this at all the time. We come back. The voice of Mitch Holt is calling the touchdowns as we call it touchdown Kansas City. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. I'm Jay Binkley with Jed Marshall producing the operation. You can hear Jed and I tomorrow, actually. We'll be with uh, Gold tomorrow. But uh, this time of night, we always like to play Touchdown Kansas City, the voice of... It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. Harden waits for a block, and he gets the 15-10, explodes, dies! The Jets has landed the plane! A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown! Kansas City! That's right, Touchdown Kansas City brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's totally time. Houston would get things started today against the Chiefs with the number 32 offense in the NFL. 121 to go in the first quarter. There is no score, but now the Texans, second down and goal to go at the eight-yard line. Davis Mills in at quarterback. Driscoll leaves. Agunbo Wale is the running back. Shaded to the right hip of Mills three wide to the far side of the field Mills goes back for the end zone on a slant caught Texan touchdown the Houston Texans take the lead to their rookie tight end Tegan Quatoriano and an eight yard touchdown pass and Houston's on the board at a minute one remaining first quarter Tegan's catch kept off 11 plays 80 yards 542 uh, that drive took off the clock that was the only scoring in the first quarter Houston seven Chiefs nothing but the Chiefs would respond in the second quarter. 12.42 to go in the second quarter. The Chiefs had first and 10 at the Texan just outside the 20-yard line. McKinnon stays in at running back. Kadarius Tony orbit motion coming now to the left flat. A fake to McKinnon. They'll throw to McKinnon right flat, 15. 10-yard line, sprints, five, far front pylon, touchdown! Kansas City, a 20-yard touchdown pass to Jarek McKinnon, who continues his outstanding season, and the Chiefs can tie with a PAT. Jarek McKinnon's been unbelievable for this team. Five touchdowns now in the last three games, but he's been a great outlet. The guy does awesome when he gets the ball, when he hands off, when he runs, when he catches the ball out of the backfield. Unbelievable. That made the score 7-7. Seven to seven. seven play, 75-yard drive for the Kansas City Chiefs. So score was 7-7 seven to seven at that point, except the Houston Texans had other ideas. Second down 10 for the Texans. Davis Mills in at quarterback. He'll be in a shotgun set. He's got Royce Freeman to his right. And played against the Chiefs. Couple touchdowns as a Bronco back. They shoulder roll it. They want to throw in a double move. Mills now will scramble. He's going to the 20. Lots of room at the 10. Scrambling left. Five touchdown. Houston Texans, Davis Mills. The Chiefs got folded in on their right side rush, and the Texans regain the lead. Davis Mills, 17-yard run. Only 40 yards rushing on the year for Davis Mills, but two plays, 17 yards. 12 seconds off the clock. That made the score 14-7, Houston. But then Kansas City with an opportunity at the end of the half. 14-7, Houston. 17 seconds to go in the half. 
Ortson wide to the right along with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Sprint out action right side and the pass. Leaching out, reaching out for the football. Touchdown! Kansas City on a sprint right throw. Mahomes, Marquez Valdez-Scantling snatching the ball away at the far boundary. Four yards deep in the end zone and the Chiefs can tie it. That four-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes to MVS, 13 plays, 97 yards. Took him three minutes, 52 seconds to go 97 yards. One of the more impressive drives for the Chiefs this year. That, that's with 14 seconds left in the second quarter. They did miss the extra point. Harrison Butker's third missed extra point of the season. They made the score 14 to 13 at halftime. Harrison Butker would add a 27-yard field goal in the third quarter as Kansas City took the lead for the first time over Houston, 16 to 14 in the second quarter. But the Houston Texans, this was a team that was pesky all day. They were completely pesky all day and whatever they were doing. Houston, though, at this point would take the lead again. Jordan Akins, a 12-yard pass from Davis Mills, making the score 21 to 16 as we headed to the fourth quarter. As we go into the fourth quarter, score 21 to 16, what would Patrick Mahomes have up his sleeve? McKinnon is the running back. Tip-tap motion by Noah Gray. Snap to Mahomes. Pump faking. Now moving to his left. Angling. Will he run it? He will. At the far side angle and stretches out. Touchdown! Kansas City! The Chiefs regain the lead on a record-setting run by Mahomes. More rushing touchdowns by any quarterback in Kansas City Chiefs history. Patrick Mahomes, a five-yard scramble um, right there. The pass to Jarek McKinnon. Two-point conversion there for the Kansas City Chiefs to go up 24-21. 5-11 left in this game, and the last points in regulation would belong to Houston. 5-14 to go in the game. A 29-yard field goal attempt by Kaimi Fairbairn, who is third in the league in field goal percentage. And Fairbairn's kick is tying the game at 5-11 to go in the game. Now, the Chiefs had an opportunity to win the game at the end, a 51-yarder. For Harrison Butker. The Chiefs will rely on Harrison Butker here with 12 seconds to go in regulation and the game tied at 24 apiece. This will be a 51 yard attempt from the far hash. With this kick, you're talking about what, five seconds off the clock either way. We'd like to take the lead right here. Mahomes watching as long with Andy Reid from the sideline. Placement is down. The kick is up by Butker. A spinning kick that is no good. Eight seconds to go in regulation, and Butker misses wide right this time. He missed his PAT wide left. So not good there for the Kansas City Chiefs, but now it's time for, well, the Chiefs to do what they usually do, and that's Mickey Sweat that win at the end. Now it's time for the Tully touchdown of the game, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. So raise a glass this week's Tully touchdown with Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Overtime. McKinnon, the single back. Three receivers and a triangle to the left side. Mahomes hands it off to McKinnon, trying to dart left. 25-20, downfield block. 10-5, touchdown! Kansas City! Terrific run by Jarek McKinnon to win the game in overtime on a 26-yard run. And the Kansas City Chiefs 
have won the AFC West for a seventh consecutive year. That's second all-time in National Football League history in division dominance. And they join the 79 Rams in winning the West for a seventh consecutive time on a 26-yard run to end it. That's our totally touchdown of the game brought to you by Tullamore Irish Whiskey. What Mitch was talking about there, the seven straight AFC West titles for the Kansas City Chiefs tied Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams from 73 to 79. Only the Patriots sit there with 11 consecutive division titles from 2009-2019, so the Chiefs still can get to that mark, but their seventh straight AFC West title. Doesn't always look pretty all the time, but they do get the job done. Our phone number, 913-586-7610. Hear from you and hear from the Chiefs locker room as well. Um, Patrick Mahomes, who uh, was simply brilliant in this game, completing 88% of his passes. We mentioned he's already got four years where he had 35 touchdowns or more. Um, Only six is the NFL record uh, with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, so he's well on his way to that. Here's Patrick Mahomes after the game, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Yeah, I mean, obviously we know we have a, a lot to work on uh, to clean up at least uh, with the turnovers and the penalties. Um, but uh, you have to celebrate. I mean, we still won the AFC West, and uh, you have to enjoy that. And I told the guys to do that and enjoy it for like the plane ride home and, and tonight. But we got a short week this next week, so I enjoy it, and then we'll get back right back to it. Since your emotional feeling, Frank knocks the ball out and recovers it for you guys. Yeah, it's just a big play. I mean, that's why we have guys like Frank on the team, man. He's a, he's a guy that makes big plays in big moments. That's, that's what he's done his entire career, uh, especially when he's here with the Chiefs. And uh, uh, we, we we punted and gave them a chance, and he, they make that big play, and then uh, Jet kind of iced the game. So uh, you uh, you get those playmakers on your team, uh, those leaders, uh, to make plays in big moments, and he did. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you, you always want to end the game with a touchdown. I mean, obviously, we're in field goal range, so we were to protect it and play it a little bit safer. Uh, and um, they, they brought everybody up in the line of scrimmage um, to stop the run. Um, the offensive line washed them down, um, and then Jet hit the, hit the right spot and, and, and showed off his speed that he still got. He's getting a little old, but he got a little bit of speed left and, and got in the end zone. So uh, it's uh, it was just execution by everybody. Uh, everybody did their job, and uh, when we do that, we're hard to stop. We just got to do that for an entire game. I remember in Arizona back you said there's always something you know to start this season. Obviously everybody knows what happened in the AFC West. Just does it mean that you've proven at least this this far in the season? Like, obviously you guys are still division champs. Yeah, I mean when you when you start, uh, I say all the time when we start every single season, the first thing we get told when we first walk in is let's win the AFC West. That's our first goal um, to come in and win the AFC West. We believe it's always a tough division, and obviously with the players they got in the off season, um, it was even tougher. Um, and that, that we accomplished our first goal, um, and so our next goal is to try to establish home field advantage. It's not in our hands, but we can do our best to uh, be ready in case we get that opportunity, um, and to win the Super Bowl. So um, we just kind of continue to get better and better. I mean, obviously we have a lot to learn from this game. Um, but we have to continue to get better as a team um, so when we go into the playoffs, we're ready to go to try to make a run. defense show you guys early on in the game, but they show you guys anything different than what you saw on field and on film. And was there, what was your general impression of the defense overall? Yeah, 
mean, that's their, their front seven is is good, really good. I mean, they got guys that can play, and we knew that coming in, and you could see it on the tape, especially when you watched the Cowboys the week before. Um, but they, they did some blitzes. That they blitzed Brady a little bit more than I was expecting. Um, but uh, we, we got finally got a handle on it a little bit in that second half, and we were able to move the ball. But they got through in a few blitzes that we weren't we weren't really we we had scouted, but we didn't expect early in the game. And so uh, they did a good job. They're, like I said, they're well coached, um, and their record hasn't been great, but they had a lot of good players in that team. Can you talk about some of the hits that you took that one, especially where you kind of the ball dropped and you got kind of slung down to the ground? Was that one of the harder hits of the game that you took? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I haven't seen it on like tape or anything like that, so I, I don't, I don't really know what it looked like. But uh, I, what surprised me the most was like I feel like I'm a pretty heavy dude, and I feel like he threw me pretty easily there. So uh, he's that's a strong guy. I think it was 96. He's a strong guy, so uh, I'll try to stay away from him next time we play him. Uh, Patrick, you talked about your excitement about coming here and making your first start in your home state of Texas. Can you assess your play and what was it like to make that first start here? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we won. Uh, last time I played here, we lost, so uh, I was glad we won that game and uh, we battled. Obviously, it wasn't a we felt like we didn't play our best, but uh, we, we found a way to win in the end of the day. And so uh, now we just need Texas Tech to win here in a couple weeks. Last one, Sam. Patrick, I guess I know the answer. Did anything change this week after Yeah, I think I just went back to the fundamentals. When I watched the tape from the week before, I felt like I left easy throws out there. And so uh, today, I try to take those when they were there. And you got to keep third downs manageable. Um, you get, take those easy completions. And when the shots uh, present themselves, you try to take the shots. And uh, there wasn't a lot of opportunities with the coverages that they were playing. And so we did a good job of just kind of moving it down the field uh, little by little until we could get in the end zone. All right, thank you. There you go, quarterback Patrick Mahomes after the game as he continues to get into the record book. I'll bring up some of these records the Kansas City Chiefs keep doing. Brought up a few of them. I'll do a few of them more next, plus our phone line, 913-586-7610. Give us a call or hit the text line, 913-586-7610, the J. Southland Toast Service text line. Take a timeout, come back with that. Chiefs get the 30-24 victory in overtime today over the Houston Texans, their seventh straight Division titles, they keep racking these things up. And the Kansas City Chiefs, as we mentioned earlier, with uh, the seven straight division titles, uh, tying the Los Angeles Rams from 73 to 79, the most ever, the Patriots, 2009 to 2019. And the NFL is not set up like this. It is not set up for this at all. It is parity. It's every team with the same amount of money. It's you have to make the right trades. You have to make the right draft picks. But to have this consistency, and you think of the other teams of the division, like the Broncos going out and getting Russell Wilson and selling the farm for him. You know, you look at J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, and others going to the Chargers. You look at the Raiders with Chandler Jones, Devontae Adams. All right, this is going to make their team better. The Raiders made the playoffs last year. Doesn't do it as the Chiefs a three-game lead. Actually, four games at this point, depending on what happens to the Chargers today, over, over the Chargers. Most consecutive games, 300 or more net yards, 19 and counting 2021 and 2022. Of course, the second best is 18, 2017, 2018. Most games, 400 or more net yards a season. Third all-time for the Chiefs. Um, they're tied with the 2004 Chiefs with nine. Uh, the 2020 Chiefs had 10. 2018 Chiefs had 11. But Mahomes, already four years. Four years, at least 35 touchdown passes in their career. Tom Brady's got six. Aaron Rodgers got six. Drew Brees, four. And Peyton Manning, four. You want to put it uh, in the perspective if you want to complain at all sometimes about the offense and the quarterback. Think about 
what they're doing. But Patrick Mahomes, um, look at the top five touchdown passes ever for the Chiefs. Fourth all-time with 35. 37, Mahomes hit in 21. 38 in 2020. 50 in 2018. As Patrick Mahomes just keeps putting up the stats and uh, really changing the record books for the Kansas City Chiefs, this offense. Um, good today. Again, I can't explain. 502 total yards to 219. If I was to show you the stats for this game, again, the eye test is what matters as the Bengals now doubling up the Buccaneers, 34-17, to 17, down 17 to nothing. Goes to show you, game's not over until it's over. Ask the Colts, who blew a 33-point NFL record lead uh, yesterday against the uh, Minnesota Vikings. But you never know. And if I was going to show you the stats, 502 yards for the Chiefs, 219 for the Texans, 33 first downs for the Chiefs, 18 first down for the Texans, 50% completion rate for Davis Mills today, 88% for Patrick Mahomes. You would say, how the hell did this go to game go to overtime? I don't know. Harrison Butker did miss an extra point. He missed a field goal as well for the uh, Chiefs today. So not all was great in Chiefs land, and it's going to be frustrating. They'll enjoy this on the flight here. But you heard Willie Gay. You know, good is not great. He'd rather go to practice right now. They'll enjoy this game for about 15 minutes, and then they'll move on. But the bottom line is, is how about Jarek McKinnon? Once again, five touchdowns now in the last three games. But uh, people are still complaining from the uh, text line, J Southland Toe Service text line, 913-576-7610. Why are fans still complaining? I don't know. I don't know. I've always recommended that uh, if people want to complain, tune in to other teams. Like the one team that just really can't complain this year is the Eagles. But I guarantee in Philadelphia they're complaining because they only beat the Bears by five points. And they're probably complaining about that. They're probably complaining in Dallas. It's the number two seed in the NFC because they got beat on the road today by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bengals are down by 17 but came back and beat the Buccaneers 34-17. to And how pathetic are the Buccaneers? They're 6-7, and seven, but yet they lead their division. They lead their division, and it's ridiculous how bad the AFC uh, South is, how bad the NFC South is. We have the Buccaneers today uh, still lead that division in the NFC South in their under 500, but it's the struggles of the NFL. You know, it's the way it's built. And sometimes we try to chase perfection with the Chiefs. Things frustrate us. When you see the final score, you see things that happen. But I always recommend this. Watch other games. Watch other games and see teams struggle. Yes, you want to see the Chiefs just put a team away. I'm with you. But did you hear any complaints when the Chiefs scored 44 on San Francisco, the number one defense in the NFL, the number one total defense, the number one scoring defense, you name it. But the Chiefs went on the road and put 44 points on. And again, this offense is good. tomorrow when you look at the numbers. Number one in offense, number one in points, number one in third down, number one in fourth down, number one points per drive, all this without Tyreek Hill. And oftentimes we want perfection. There was two, I think, glowing errors by the Chiefs. They should have ran the ball more there at the beginning instead of nine of the first ten being passes. Of course, two of those were second long, third long, where obviously they're going to throw the ball. That's kind of what they're going to do. And then setting up to kick a game-winning field goal, but it was 51 yards for Harrison Butker. They can't rely on that. Matter of fact, the Chiefs are going to have to get into a situation where they're going to have to think real hard. Fourth and two, go for it with Mahomes and Kelsey or let Butker go out there and kick the ball. They're going to have to come to those decisions. 
Well, what else are you going to do? We have a bunch of, you know, get rid of Baker, Firebacker. Who else are you going to get? Because if you're a decent kicker, you're on an NFL team. They brought in Amendola this year to kick. Then he goes, then they cut him. Then he goes to the Cardinals, lost the game for them because of missed kick. Free agent. Matthew Wright still exists out there as an under free, un, undrafted free agent. Maybe they do. Maybe the Chiefs do that this week. I don't know. But they've got to do something because Butker's now missed five field goals, three extra points. You may have to change your strategy of when to kick and when not to kick. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Big T and Shawnee. What's up, Big T? Hey, 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 Bink. Thanks for taking my call, man. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all the wonderful crew at 610 and all the listeners and everybody out Merry there. Merry Christmas you. to you, too. Yeah, thanks, Bink. Um, man, I'm watching this New England Raiders game. Are you, you got the screen on there? It's really crazy. They scored the last minute touchdown. It looked like the guy was out of bounds, clearly. And then they do all this lateral. Uh, New England tries to do all this lateral. And they lateral it through a pass, and, and, and they when they lateral it back, the Raiders guy caught him. They couldn't tackle him. They just won it with, with like, no time left in the game, Bink. So it was really crazy. But anyway. How about that Chargers just, game? That's, that's what I'm crazy. saying. Yeah, yeah. Every, that I mean, the Raiders game, cra- crazy. What, what about this game? Every game is the, the Every game's crazy. Philly today. You know, I think the reason why people are so upset and so pissed off now, and I've noticed this since we've got legalized gambling, if if the Chiefs don't cover and do exactly everything, and I'm part of it too because I bet on the Chiefs and I shouldn't, I did today, and I knew I shouldn't have taken the 14, but I covered myself and did on the, got 14 and a half on the Houston too. But it was the most on the road, Big T, since 1980. It was too many points. The Chiefs they they did cover against the Rams when they won by 16. People still complained, but the bottom line is it is tough to take the Kansas City Chiefs to cover. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL covering. It is. It's maniacally insane, and we just drive ourselves nuts, but we're all degenerate gamblers, and we, we all wanted this betting, and I think since we have that now, and through all these states, it just pisses people off more if their teams just don't you know, crush everybody. But look at the indie game, Bink. That, I mean, it's just been a crazy year. Um, you know, I, I'm glad you talked about Derek McKinnon. That guy, he is playing some good football. Take my hat off to him. Way to go. And you're right, Bink, with the stats. You, you look at it's kind of like the Denver game with the stats on the defense because I didn't get to watch a lot of that last week. But when you look at the stats, you're like, wait a minute, the defense played good, but then they gave up all those points. And then this week, you're going, wait a minute, the offense puts up all these passing yards. Mahomes had a good day today, man, great day. Uh, you know, and you're like 520 yards, uh, and, they, and they only won by this. No, and I, I think we're just spoiled. But good job. And then what about? Uh, 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 Travis Kelsey, I know he didn't have no touchdowns, but he was just balling out today. They were throwing it to him. And he was being tough. And, and Bink, but seven straight titles. Uh, take your hat off to our Kansas City Chiefs. Hell yeah, way to go, Andy Reid, Beach, Lamar Hunt, this whole organization, seven straight. And I know it's a bigger pie out there, but nobody's ever done that, Bink. It's just unheard of. We're getting spoiled. I think that we're, we're, we're like a bunch of little spoiled brats going, oh, we want more, we want more. But, man, just just take it all in. Let's stay healthy. Let's keep this thing rolling. And, Bink, I don't know what you think, but we got Seattle, then we got the Denver, and then the Raiders. And then, like I said, the Raiders just won this game. We got to keep winning. We got to keep our eye on maybe the number one seed. But even if we don't, Bink, we go on the road. I like our chances on the road. This team needs to get it together, though. But the elephant in the room, we've been talking about it all year, Bink. How many times are they going to go with uh, with butt kicker? I mean, he is killing me. He's killing us. He's he's giving us ulcers. And and, and and that's the only thing I disagree with our Hall of Fame legendary coach, Big Red. But he's the coach. He knows more than us, and he's going to stick with him. So I like him sticking with his player. But sometimes loyalty, boy, that might come back to haunt us. 
But but think we got to clean up that special teams. And, and I don't know if there's any kicker to bring in now, so I think that's the right call. But, boy, that guy's really, really got to get his head together. He's really got to get it together. Come on, Butker. We need you, baby. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Good stuff, Big T and Shawnee. As far as the Chiefs on the road, they've been a very good road team. They're 26-6 and six since 2019 on the road. It doesn't matter, playing home or playing road, whatever it is. It's been a good football team that's been consistent. Um, there, what, what redeeming value do you have the rest of the way with the schedule? That's a good question. Obviously, Houston was a damned if you do, damned if you don't game because they're so bad. I mean, if you blew them out by 20, people would say, well, you should do that to Houston because that's exactly what we would have said. You win a close game. It's like, what are you doing? They played Dallas close last week. They got to be freaking out in Dallas. They had a close game against uh, Houston. Then they had a, then they lost today against the Jags. But this is what happens around the NFL. If we can look at the Chiefs through a microscope and say, what's going on? But then everybody's got these problems. Raiders 6-8 and eight now after a 30-24 win over the Patriots. The Chargers squeaked one out against the Titans. The Titans, four straight loss, by the way. And they're now 7-7. Seven and seven. They win the day by three points. So, yes, the Chargers are getting by, but are people going to freak out because they scored 17 points? I mean, it's, it's what, what the NFL is. We freak out. The Jets lost today to the Lions. How about those Lions? A team that they're, they moved to 500. Last four years, a team that's six and seven because they went in the game today, six and seven, had made the playoffs. So I assume, well, I hope Detroit Lions win the playoffs. And had the Colts beat Minnesota, there's a chance they could still come back for that division. Um, so, yes, props to Detroit Lions for that. But yes, the Cowboys lost to Jade to Jags. 40 of 34, the Chargers just keep winning. Um, Barely, but they keep winning. Yeah, there's there could be some concern with them, but the Chiefs need to worry about getting that one seed. They got 100% worry about getting the number one seed because right now, if they look at it, the Bengals game against the uh, and it was a nice win for them down 17 to beat. Um, is there was they're beating? They haven't beaten them yet, but they're beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. But the Buffalo Bills, they're at Chicago. Pesky game today by the Bears. Uh, where, they, where the uh, Eagles win by five at Cincinnati on Monday Night Football and then versus the Patriots at home. And you hope the Patriots and Belichick would have something for them. Um, I do think the Chiefs' schedule is easier, but I think we're all going to root for the Cincinnati Bengals in that game if the Chiefs take care of business, if the Chiefs don't end up with the same amount of losses as the Bengals, who are up 34-23 now with about 40 seconds left in that game. Uh, the Bengals will go to 10-4. and on the season, so the Chiefs just got to stay above that Cincinnati Bengals mark. But you look down, they're, they're kneeling the game down as Joe Burrow wins this game over the Buccaneers. You say, what's going on with the Buccaneers? Well, they're still in first place in a very bad NFC South. But the Chiefs get the win today, 30-24 of the Houston Texans. Yes, there's some things to clean up for the Kansas City Chiefs, but they do just keep on winning. Their 11th win. They just keep winning. Andy Reid's never had a losing record with his team. The worst he's been is 9-7 in 2014. But they keep winning double-digit games. There's something to be said for that. Because when it comes down to it, a lot of these games in the NFL are close. You just got to find a way to win. Today, they found a way to win. Yes, I'd like to see more. Yes, I'd like to see more toughness for the team. Yes, I want to see the limited more penalties, even though Carl Cheffers is a terrible referee. Jed Marshall, great job producing the operation. Thanks for listening.